It's time to get your shit together with the Gist of It podcast with your host, Chris Piercy. How to be more tolerant of uncertainty. Humans are often described as being creatures of habit. We like certainty, we like routine, we like knowing what's going to happen when and where. Whereas uncertainty is the great cause of anxiety in our lives, the what-ifs of the world. We've all the millions of different things that could possibly happen, all at uncertainty. How can we feel certain that the one thing that we'd like to happen or the easiest thing to happen is actually going to happen when there's all these other possibilities out there? Today, I'm going to show you that uncertainty is not something to be scared of. Uncertainty is something which is beautiful and is something to be embraced upon. That is at the core of tolerating uncertainty. Let's get into it. Hi, my name is Chris Piercy of Just Coaching. I'm a cognitive behavioral hypnotherapist and a life coach. And I'm here today to help you with uncertainty. Now, therapists, myself included, often like to set traps for our clients. Um, this is nothing to do with showing that we're all intelligent or knowledgeable. It's about showing to our clients that their, their thinking and their, the way they look at the world is actually really faulty. So we can set these traps for them to fall into in order for them to kind of find their way out and uh, correct that faulty thinking. Here's a little example of that. Would you like more certainty in your life? To which the only response you ever really get is, oh yes, absolutely, or of course, or yes, definitely. So yes, of course, they uh, worry so much about the uncertainties and the what-ifs of the world that why wouldn't they want more certainty? But how much more certainty would you like? This is the difficult question because you might think you say, oh, I want as much as possible because the more certain I am, the less anxious I can feel. And that certainty is going gonna, is gonna to be great for me. But can you imagine a world where everything was certain? You know there'd be a happy ending at the end of the film. You would know that you know, your team, who was 1-0 down with five minutes to go at the end of the game, is going to score two goals in the last five minutes to win the match. You know exactly what your child's face is going to look like when it's born. You know that you have complete job security. You know, you know, you know absolutely everything. Just everything would be certain. Sounds, sounds good. It sounds unanxious, but it also, to me at least, sounds like the most boring, least interesting place to live, bar none. A world with complete certainty would be boring. And that's the realisation that clients come to. So they realise you set them this trap and they don't actually want complete certainty. So what do they want? So what about the beauty of uncertainty? When I was 20, I was having a really hard time in life. Um, Nothing particularly awful was happening to me, but I was suffering with really bad depression. So I decided to go backpacking on my own for six months. Great decision, right? So Aside from roughly knowing where I was going to be going, I didn't know exactly where I was going to be staying, but aside from roughly knowing the kind of where I was going to be staying each day, kind of a few days in advance, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just going from one place to the next, seeing something awesome, spending the day doing something, having a few drinks, going to bed, going on to the next place. Um, There was no no real uh, proper structure, no real cohesion, but there it was completely all over. Basically, I was winging it, is what I'm trying to say. I was winging it, and it was the most incredible 
an eye-opening experience of my entire life. Now, the absolute peak of this came in Queenstown, New Zealand, and it is one of the most amazing moments of my entire life. I can just like close my eyes and be back there. And this was when I did the um, Nevis bungee jump. Um, you, can, uh, you can Google it, or you know, I can even show you some footage of me doing this jump. But it's there's this huge cracked rock ravine. There's a cable car stationary in the middle of this on like high wires, and you get this little kind of shuttle um, cable car out to it. And I remember being in the there's like, two sections of the pod, one where the person's jumping, and then the other people who are waiting. They kind of went out of view at the time. So, yeah, I remember being in the waiting part of it, just being like, oh my God, what am I doing here? This is insane. I'm about to jump out of a cable car. And then my time came to jump. And I just remember there, I was shaking. I was feeling literally every single anxiety symptom. You know, the, the sweats, the shaky hands, the guts were going, my head was racing, and my like, it was like dry mouth. You name it, I had that sensation. I was just there trying to think, how am I going to get out of this? Because I just don't feel safe. I don't feel... There was nothing certain at that point, to me at least. You know, the guys around me knew they were going to do it. For me, I didn't know I wanted to do it, but everything else was crazy. And I just thought, I'm not going to do this. So my feet are strapped together and I had to waddle out to the... closest to the edge. And the guys could see our nerves. I was like, it's like... He's, it's all right, you're going to do this. I was like, yeah, of course I am. Like, <laughs> thinking, how are we going to get out of this? And, you know, your feet start to come out, waddling little step by little step, kind of closer to this kind of, like, basically, like, walking the plank. And what happened from there was, like, I was just like, I'm not going to do it. There's no way I'm doing this. And then the guy's obviously done this a thousand times before. It's just like, and he started talking, and he said, right, okay, can you see that tree? He pointed to this tree about three miles away. Right? It's just, See that tree out in the distance. It's like, I'm going to count from five down to one. And at one, I want you to dive out at towards that tree. Like, I'm thinking of what the tree that's three miles away. Okay, fair enough. So I remember that um, MFC by Pearl Jam was playing. Um, great song. And I was just like, everything came a little bit weird, like in my head, like, and zoned out a little bit, and then I could. I knew I was I'd got myself to the edge. I knew this Pearl Jam song was playing, and then kind of spontaneously, like all the other people in the cable car started like shouting and cheering, and it was gotten like really exciting. And then I could hear this guy counting, and it was like I knew it was gonna go from five down to one, but I was kind of also completely zoned out as well. It's like five, nope, four, nope, not gonna do it, three. Have to get out of this too, not a chance. And on one, I dived out towards this tree. And at that moment, I was like, dived, I was like, oh shit, I just killed myself. And then you start falling. And as I'm falling down, I can just see this r- ravine with these cragged rocks and this river, and I can just feel it like rushing towards me. For the first two seconds, I was like, I've literally just committed suicide. This is kind of what I was trying to step away from, this kind of whole suicide thing. But apparently I dive out of cable cars now. And yeah, so for those two seconds, and all of a sudden, I was like, this thing clicked. I was like, this 
isn't where I die. This is, oh my fucking God, this is the most exciting thing ever. Like literally every single part of my body was just alive. It was like there was en- pure energy going through my entire body. There's like massive adrenaline surges. I was just like, this ground was just racing to, well, I was racing towards the ground, but it just felt like the ground was just coming up at me. And then you get closer and closer towards the bottom. He's fucking this gentle tug on my feet, which got stronger and stronger. And then suddenly, wing! I mean, flown back up into the air again. Like it was, and then like you go up and up and up. And then there's a moment, and I remember it so, so clearly. There's a moment where I felt utterly weightless, where the gravity pulling me down was perfectly balanced with my acceleration going up. And then there was just weightlessness just for probably, I don't think, maybe half a second, but that feeling was just, if you're watching the video, you can see, like, it's it's indescribable, but it just filled me with pure, unbridled joy. It was insane. And then then you get the down part again, and um, and then you get the the rush again, and the bounce, and oh, God, it was... Literally, and I mean literally, not when people say literally and it's not literally, I mean literally, literally the most exciting thing I've ever done in my entire life. And there was zero certainty about the whole thing. The whole experience from like coming through to start my jump, getting strapped in to diving out of the cable car, and then getting winched back up again. Um, that probably whole, the whole thing probably lasted about three minutes. Um, but I can, and this is this happened in two thousand and five. So it was coming on for sixteen years since that happened, which makes two things: which means one, I'm old. Um, I'm not thirty-seven. Um, and two, um, like whenever I talk about it, whenever I think about it, I'm just back there. And it's the most intense, exciting memory I, I have like, that I can call upon. Um, yeah, like I said, no certainty in it for me whatsoever. I'd like you to think back right now about the times in your life where you felt the most fun, the most ex- the most exciting memories that you have. And I very much doubt that when you think about it, the memories that you're going to call upon are the ones in which you knew exactly what was going to happen. Where there was absolute certainty about absolutely everything going on. Basically, the more uncertain something is, the more likely it is to be exciting. So I guarantee, pretty much guarantee, if I'm wrong, leave me a message, DM me, drop me a comment. But I'm going to pretty much guarantee that anything that you're thinking of that really excited you had very little certainty to it whatsoever. And hence, we actually crave uncertainty. Imagine removing all of the things from your life, past and present, where there was uncertainty. Now, you would be removing you know, that time when out of the blue, you got kicked out of your house and had to find somewhere to live. You know, three months to find a new home for your family. It would also remove all the exciting, completely random nights out you've had with your friends. But those, those don't have certainty to them whatsoever. So with all of the stress that you take away, 
you also take away all of the good. So uncertainty deals with the, kind of the extremes of emotion. Whereas certainty in the middle here, certainty keeps us on track. It keeps us safe and secure and content in work so we know where we are. But that alone would be very boring. Uncertainty is the very best and the very worst of life. Um, but the, the bottom line is that uncertainty isn't going anywhere. It's, it's there. So you know, we, we haven't got the choice of having more certainty or removing uncertainty. We have the choice of tolerating uncertainty or not. So how do you tolerate uncertainty better? Now, it's all very well me saying to you, well, uncertainty is beautiful. Sometimes it's crap, but, you know, just uh, just embrace it and that's fine. But uh, in, the, in the long term, that might help because you can draw upon the fact that when you feel that there's uncertainty, you can go, well, that uncertainty might be a really good thing. But that's not just going to help you as a structured method to overcoming it. So how do you untolerate uncertainty? Well, what I like to do with the clients I see in therapy, uh, one of the things at least, is to get them to create a, um, I call it like a, a ladder of uncertainty. Now, this is a list of different things that you'd like to do in your life where the uncertainty of it brings a certain level of anxiety with it. So at the top of the list, like one down to 10, so one is where the uncertainty causes you just a tiny bit of kind of uncomfortableness, a little bit of anxiety, but not very much, just a little bit. Whereas 10 down at the bottom, that's where you're you know, thinking about doing that now and, and the uncertainty that comes with it would, um, would feels like a panic attack already. So make a list from one down to 10. So here are some examples. One, not checking with your partner that what you're wearing is all right. Two, cooking a meal without checking the recipe. Three, ordering a meal at a restaurant that you've never had before. Four, sending an email without double-checking it. Five, trying a new cocktail. Six, driving somewhere new more than an hour away. Seven, being in charge of a project at work. Eight, going on a night out with friends. Nine, travelling to London, having to use the underground. And ten, flying somewhere abroad. So hopefully it's clear that like, number one on the list there is something you know that... This causes a small amount of anxiety. So that was um, not checking with your partner that what you're wearing is okay. There's a little bit, you're maybe feeling a little bit uncertain about that and causes you a little bit of anxiety, um, but not too big of a deal. Whereas 10, flying somewhere abroad, that fills you with a lot of anxiety because there's so much uncertainty with all of it. Now, this has been framed together with random things that I hear from clients and things I just kind of pull out of the thin air about things you may feel uncertain about. Your list will almost certainly look entirely different to that. And what's important is that you recognise that what is on that list is personal to you. So what you have at number one on your list, people, someone else might have at number 10 on their list or they might not have on their list at all. It's very important to not compare your own experience of how difficult you find things with other people's because you're entirely separate people who have entirely separate upbringings and foibles and anxieties and everything else. So the things that you find easy, they might find hard and vice versa. So bottom line, don't compare what you find difficult with anyone else because what they can do and what you can do, they don't need to be compared in any way because it's completely unhelpful and completely unnecessary. 
So to better tolerate uncertainty, we have to build up to build up to it. So start at the low end of the list and kind of get through a few of the different things that would be at I don't know, one or a two or a three out of ten on your on your list. And you can put multiple things at different numbers, but try things to start with that cause you a bit of anxiety due to the uncertainty. And then do it again and do it again and do it again. So like a few things, three or four things each week, try something new which causes you anxiety because of the uncertainty involved. And what's going to happen is you are going to build up a tolerance by doing things and showing yourself that the uncertainty isn't a bad thing. You will then feel more comfortable and build up some momentum about doing the things that are kind of four, five, six on your list, for example. And as you do them, you're going to feel more comfortable and you're going to build up but you have to keep doing it. You can't just go, right, I'm going to do one to three on my list this week and then I'm just going to stop doing it. I've done one to three and that's fine because one to three, one, two and three will then start feeling more difficult to do as you then shrink back into this zone in your life where everything's absolutely certain. So you have to keep doing these things. But don't start right at the highest part of your list because if you do, you are going to, maybe you go, right, I'm going to go full exposure on this and just jump straight to number 10 and do that. Now, if you succeed at that, that might fill you with confidence and you know solve the problem instantly. But you're putting yourself in a you're jeopardizing your situation because if you find that number 10 is really, really difficult and you, then you really struggle, you might make things worse for yourself. And then number one might seem too difficult to even begin at. So start at the low end of the list, work your way through it and just, just see where you get to before you get to the point where it feels too uncomfortable to carry on, at which point just keep repeating the things below that. Now, if you want to move past that point, then it may be the case that you need something like cognitive behavioural therapy or some hypnotherapy sessions or something like that to help you correct your faulty thinking with regards to the uncertainty that you're feeling. Obviously, that's a service that I can offer and people around you can offer. I offer uh, online sessions uh, so you can, wherever you are in the world, you can uh, get, in, get in contact with me and you can book in a session with me. There's details about that in the show notes. Anyway, moving on to the conclusion. Conclusion on tolerating uncertainty. In dating, people talk about the thrill of the chase and about how, how much of an excitement and a buzz it is. That whole thing at the start of getting to know someone where you don't know if you're going to get a message back and you're not sure what to wear on your date and you're not sure what they're going to be wearing, whether they're going to look like their pictures and um, what they're going to say and whether you get a message back and whether you're going to kiss on the first date and you know, all of that excitement and buzz and you know whether whether there's a spark and whether there's a connection and it's people find it incredibly incredibly exciting but there is no certainty in there whatsoever like li- literally none but people still thrive on it they go after that feeling that thrill of the chase and yet I have clients who through no fault of their own, probably. I mean, basically every client, probably. Who at some point says, I wish I knew... Dot, 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 dot. No. I, I wish I knew what was going to happen here. And I wish I knew what was going to happen there. And I wish I knew blah, 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 blah. Um, and it's because they feel that if they had that certainty, their life would be better because it would be more secure because they'd know it. And yes, they're probably right. If they did know whatever they want to know then they would feel more secure and they would feel more safe in their life. But like I said earlier, at what point does it stop? How much certainty do you want to grab hold of? Because 
the more certain it becomes, the more boring it becomes. And who wants a boring life? I want to be clear though, you do need certainty in your life. You need to feel certain that you've got a roof over your head and where you live. You need to be certain about where you've got food to eat. You need to be certain that you've got like running water. You need to be like have heat. You need to have money. You need to have like um, income of some description. You need to have uh, self-worth. You need to have self-confidence. All of these things are things that like it is very, very important to feel certain about. This is like your the very core of being a settled and content human being. If you don't have certainty about those kind of core things, then you're absolutely right to feel anxious because those are things which need to be certain in your life. Outside of these core things which make up being kind of basic human needs, outside of that, you have uncertainty. And uncertainty has to be embraced. Certainty will bring you feelings of contentment, safety and security. Uncertainty will bring you the whole range of emotions, both good and bad, at both ends of the spectrum. So it comes down to one final decision, basically. Uncertainty is not going anywhere. There's always going to be uncertainty in our lives. So you have the choice of sitting there, living in fear about the uncertainty, or jumping on the ride of uncertainty and taking the highs and enjoying them and learning from the lows when they come along. If you do suffer with anxiety, then I can help you. And there are three different ways in which I can do that. First way, you can check out my anxiety toolkit. Uh, there's a link in the notes below. It's completely free and has all of my resources on different parts of anxiety and different bits of advice to help you overcome it. Secondly, if you'd like a more structured approach, then I have my course, Anxiousness to Awesomeness. It's a 28-day structured course which will take you through little steps each day to help you overcome anxiety. That's in the notes as well. And finally, wherever you are in the world, you can book in a session with me online. We can have a free chat initially, and if you want to move into one-on-one -on -one sessions to help you beat anxiety, then we can do that as well. Guess what? There's a link for that in the notes as well. Finally, I want to give a shout out because I've uh, been checking my stats and you know, whilst I thought that all of my listeners would be in the UK, I have listeners from all over the world. And I just want to give a shout out to uh, people in the United States. That makes up nearly a quarter of the people listening and some people in Canada. And yeah, that's what makes up about 4%. And then I'm literally being heard in about 40 or 50 other countries in the world from like Trinidad and Tobago, uh, Indonesia, like literally all over the world. And to be honest, that completely blows my mind. So wherever you are in the world, uh, thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it. Um, and I'll, uh, yeah, I'll catch you for another episode soon. Enjoyed today's episode? Then give us a rating and hit subscribe. To follow us on social media, search for GIST Life Coaching. Head to gistcoaching.co.uk to read blogs, get in touch, or find out more about working directly with Chris to get your shit together.